The Titan's Curse, Chapter 7. Everybody hates me but the horse. The least the Oracle could have done was walk back to the attic by herself. Instead, Grover and I were elected to carry her. I didn't figure that was because I'm we Ava. were the most popular. I'm Eve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood. Join us as we journey back through a childhood favorite series. And see what lessons we can learn as adults from these books that meant so much to us as kids. transition sound. Little intro? Oh, like my that. little intro. I don't know. I like You're welcome. Nice. Raise our, <laughs> our self-care. What the hell? Oh no. no. <laughs> I could go get some, but a little too late now. <laughs> yeah. Spiritual. Ava and I made a point to get seltzer before we started recording. We did. Um, for those of you who cannot see, Brayden and I just raised our seltzer cans in, in celebration of a new episode. I don't know. <laughs> a toast. A toast. Key Lime LaCroix absolutely hits. Sponsored by, it's actually not sponsored at all, but like, I I like it. So LaCroix, if you want to sponsor us, hit up our business email. It will be... <laughs> Any honestly, any seltzer brand, I will sponsor you. Um, I'm drinking Polar Cranberry Lime. Uh, this episode is not sponsored by any seltzer brands, but the not. idea of seltzer in general, we, we, we will do always like promote. <laughs> yes. yes. So, anyways, welcome to Returning Camp Half Blood. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> this is a podcast where we talk about seltzer. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Today, we will be d- discussing the two seltzers, Everybody Hates Me But the Horse, and I Make a Dangerous Promise, through the theme of envy. Yes. I saw Nia's face go, how long is he going to continue with this joke? <laughs> <laughs> Keep it going for as long as you can. I'm just kind of morbidly curious. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll, you'll forget about it, and then I'll bring it back later. Mm, just when I least expect it. Exactly. When I least expected to, because I've already forgotten what we're talking about. Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) this week, it's Ava's turn to summarize. Mm Mm-hmm. Woo! Um, oh, what's the whole second chapter about? Let me remember. What a good question. Uh, There's not much. It was short. It is so short. The first chapter was so long. So long. And then the second chapter was so short. Yeah. I was like, Rick Riordan you could have broken this up differently. Yeah. You just couldn't think of a name for the, the first part. He really liked it. Everybody hates me, but the horse. And he was <laughs> like, I just got to put this all here. So that chapter title works. Yeah. True. Okay. I think I'm good. I can. Shoot your shot. Three, two, one. Seltzer. All right. Um, so POV, you are Zoe Nightshade and you are mad. Um, everyone is trying to plan for this quest and um, you're, you want all hunters to go, but that's not exactly happening. So it, it turns out to be three hunters um, and two campers and Percy's not in that club and he's pissed. So um, then um, they have that discussion and he, Percy saves a, um, Percy has a bad dream and it's about um, Atlas Hoop. Whoops. Um, and then it's also about, um, he saves a cow serpent and then Blackjack is like, hey, you want to go on the quest anyway? And Percy's like, yeah, um, will you help me and carry me there? Um, and, oh, and Phoebe gets hives, so she can't go. And then Nico's like, I want to go. 
<laughs> Do I really have more time? You have, you have 10 more seconds. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, the, the four of them leave, and then, well, it's Talia and Grover who go, plus Bianca and Zoe. And then Percy's like, I'll go too, but in secret. <laughs> With the hat. Okay. <laughs> that was pretty that, good. That was pretty good, but you excluded the one important thing I thought was in chapter eight, which huh? was Percy promises Nico that he'd keep <laughs> Bianca safe. Oh. I feel like that's the only important part of that entire chapter. Oh, that's true. Obviously, he does not do that. <laughs> or <laughs> he does try, but, you know. Yeah. Spoilers. That made me very sad. I'm well, like, they really, they really, next s- week. they really set up this boy to be so sad. Like, at, at, off the bat. Oh. Next week, Although, he doesn't, she doesn't die next week. We have some more time with sure. her. Um... Yeah, she dies in three weeks. We have some more time with her. Okay. I have the list of chapters in front of me. Spoilers for three weeks from now. Um, (laughs) But to start off things that I forgot, I forgot that Percy doesn't technically promise to keep her safe. He does does throw in that, like, justifier of, like, I promise to try my best. (laughs) Yeah. At the same time, like, Nico is 10. And if I was 10, I would be like, okay, so that means he promised me. You know, like, it's a kid. Yeah. Obviously. It was one of those very non-committal. It was like, yeah, I'll see what I can do. It was yeah. like, wait, no, but you're going to do it, right? And you're like, no, I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Um, actually, I, I can think of one more thing that Ava forgot in her summary that I think is very important. Um, Mr. Blowfish. Oh, Paul I'm Blofus. sorry, Paul. I'm sorry. Paul Blofus gets his first appearance uh, yeah. in these chapters, and we see Sally be happy, <laughs> which is so nice to see. And then we watch her gaslight Percy, so. <laughs> There's a give and take here, right? <laughs> um, but Okay. Uh, what else did we forget? Uh, that was more just me asking myself. Um I mean, I completely actually forgot um, that Phoebe, that huntress, was originally signed up to go. Um, and then I, consequently, I forgot what the Stoll brothers did to her to make her yeah. not go. <laughs> and, like, that's, like, pretty mean. Like, a couple weeks of hives? Ooh, no, 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 no. <laughs> No, I remember that very distinctly for some reason. Like, that very much stuck with me. And I couldn't remember, like, if they replaced her or not after that. Yeah. Or they just, like, kind of went. But I thought that was really clever at the end of Chapter 8 when Zoe was like, it's a land without rain. Yeah, I was like, you're really really good at convincing yourself, ma'am. Like, I do appreciate it. It kind of made sense. It did. I was it like, did. She's not wrong. Like not she wrong. is wrong, but she she's is, not wrong. It was a reasonable interpretation of what was being said. Yeah. Yeah. I also the name Phoebe is very clever. I don't remember exactly how, but I know it has to do with like the moon. <laughs> I agree. I cannot connect the dots either, but it's a thing. Maybe. Hold up. I'm gonna Google something. You guys um talk about what you forgot. Is it, um, I just, 
I, I'm so curious for what this is because I know there's something, but I'll let Ava oh, I was research. Wrong. She was wrong. It's not what Ava thought. Nope. What did Ava think? I know it's really dumb. I'm not going to say. Uh, no, you have to say it now. Okay, I thought I, for a second, I thought it was the Roman name for Artemis. It's Diana. Yeah, but it, it is something like that. There is something similar, but I don't know what uh, it is. Phoebe is a Titan, a daughter of Uranus and Gaia. So she is, um, in later mythology, she was identified with the moon, as were Artemis and her Roman counterpart, Diana. There it is. Okay. So she she is like a, a, moon, moon, oh, a moon girl. Interesting. Space There's also girl. a myth that, oh my God. There's also a myth that says, by the Titan Coeus, she was the mother of Leto and grandmother of Apollo and Artemis. Oh. That's interesting. Um, just roaming around in your granddaughter's tribe, or not? Sorry, not tribe. Not I mean, tribe, not tribe. I, um, I, I got uh, it's like gang, gang. They are kind gang. of a gang, aren't they? Not the gang. Oh I my mean, god! I mean, like, also first names can be shared, right? Like, yes, there can be I, more than one. I just thought it was interesting. <laughs> uh, very clever of him. It was very clever of him. He always be doing stuff like that, don't he? Yeah. Sneaky little bitch. <laughs> oh, we forgot the songs. Speaking of things we forgot, <gasps> oh, forgot the playlist sorry. this week. I love a sneaky little bitch reminded you of songs. <laughs> I don't, we got there. We did. You know, it, it doesn't ha- matter how we get there if we get there. Honestly, that's sometimes it's about the destination and not the journey. Exactly. I feel like that's what we've learned from Percy Jackson, right? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes, sometimes we just want to survive the journey. Percy Jackson dealing. All right. It was my week to uh, pick the songs, and I did indeed still forget, but I did pick songs. So Amazing. my song for chapter seven is. Gravel to Tempo by Haley Kiyoko. Yes, it is. Because uh, it's a song about stubbornness, and I think it encapsulates Zoe Nightshade in this scene. Um, that's about it. It just like listen to the song. It really fits how this girl be acting. She's like, I don't need anyone else's help. I can do this on my like. I'm gonna do this my way or not at all. Um, <laughs> and then. Chapter eight, my choice was Here We Go Again by White Snake. Here we go again on my own. On the oh, only road I've ever known. Oh. Like a hobo, I was born to walk alone. You know that I song. Do. Like a classic rock song. I you think I do. Yeah. Um, because here Percy go again on his own, back on his bullshit. True. The idea of associating Zoe Nightshade and Haley Kyoko just, oh my god, it brings me the most joy I could ever feel. So thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. I really, I spent a long time trying to think of songs for this week. Um, and I sat down and I was like, so I picked the, the here we, uh, here I go again for Percy at the end of chapter eight and then I was like 
chapter seven needs something for Zoe. And then I was like, Haley Kiyoko. And I sat and listened to Haley Kiyoko on shuffle for an hour until I found the right song. As you should. I do that just for fun. <laughs> I mean, like that too. Um, I love so anyways. That. Amazing. Things we forgot. This is a weird detail, but um, Grover eating the ping pong balls with cheese whiz on them. I just like that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 10 out of 10 moment. Yeah, very funny. I just like my affection for Grover grows. I'm like, please, can you just be my brother or like my cousin or like my best friend? I I love him. <laughs> Nothing but love for our goat boy. <laughs> I forgot the entire sea cow. Oh, me too. Moment. Totally forgot about that. Me yeah. too. And then I realized, wait, that's the whole plot of this book, ain't it? This yeah. whole book about him protecting this cow. Mm. What what a weird detail, though, that Percy can talk to equestrian animals, but he can't talk to cows. Like, this is yeah. where, like, anything that's similar to a horse, fine. But if it if it gets too close to cow instead of horse, nope. nope. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of odd that the line is drawn there. Cattle, don't do it for him. They just don't. Chapter eight, or not, yeah, both the end of seven and the beginning of eight weirdly painted Percy to me as like the godfather of these animals. Like, because Blackjack comes in, like, hey, I got got a job for you, boss. And he's like, come on and do And like, they talk about him, like, doing jobs for all of these. Um, uh, hippo camp by and it's just very funny that like they hit him up is like oh let's bring in the big guns let's bring in percy and he has this whole little side gig that's just like saving sea life i love that and it's, i love it for him it's so fun <sighs> yeah i mean there were just a lot of little details that i forgot about but it i think a- that mostly covers it. I don't know. I I don't have like a very clear memory of like what happens in what chapter regardless just cuz like that's not what stuck with me. So I never know what chapter like what chapters he has dreams in. Um but I also forgot that it was at this point that Artemis took the burden. I agree. I thought it was at the end. Yeah. I didn't think it was at the end, but I definitely didn't think it was this early. In the like, story. later. But yeah. I probably should have... I don't know why that's cute in my mind. Because, like, how long could Annabeth hold that shit up without dying? True. Because somebody else had to take though. it. <laughs> and, like, True. as soon as I saw that Annabeth took it so early in the story, I was like, oh, my God. I thought Artemis doesn't take it till like, halfway through the book. But, yeah. There was no way she could hold it that long. Love Annabeth, but just literally... Physically. Like, how long can this... <laughs> 13 14 year old girl hold the sky yeah like it's it realistically can't be, that long. can't be more than a few days mm-hmm. true i'm really thinking about it like that sucks it, it, <laughs> <laughs> i think i don't think we need to have any other discourse or discussion about these chapters i mean like what is Honestly, farewell That's to the podcast. It. That sucks. <laughs> is the most is just what we're gonna land on, you know? 
after after really thinking about it. That sucks. Okay, in Thank a sense. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> See you next week. See no. you next week. In the sense of, I was thinking about it and I was looking out the window um, at the sky or trying to because I'm in my basement. But I, um, I was thinking about like, you would see the sky. This is so so dumb but you'd see the sky in a completely different way after having to hold it like everyone would be like taking sunset pics and you'd be like they'd be like oh so pretty like love the sky love the earth and you'd be like my god like I had to hold that bitch up like I hated that like that would be so so traumatic to like look at the sky and like what like that's that sucks so that's how I got there that's a good point I mean, she do be big, right? Like, that sky be massive. Yeah. It's just like suddenly <laughs> having it be used against you. <laughs> I think we need to move on from this she topic do be because we are making endless. dense uh, observations. Like, <laughs> do be massive. Like, I think it's I mean, time to move on to a different point. Like, I mean, I think, finals week. <laughs> I think people tune in to us for this really in-depth analysis about the sky, mm-hmm. though, right? Oh, clearly. College-educated, um, liberal arts degree analysis. Exactly. Of real-world issues. We are professionals. At All work? right. <laughs> Should we move on to the theme, then? Sure. Sure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, this week's theme is seltzer. I mean, envy. Brayden, <laughs> time to give up. I will leave the call. I will leave the call. <laughs> um, it's envy. Envy. Oh, <gasps> oh my God, I have a great quote. <laughs> Sorry. Here um, she goes. I feel like I'm talking a little too much, but I, I have a quote. Um, uh, okay, on um, bottom of 99, this is just Percy being the the worst um now okay maybe my math skills weren't the best but it suddenly occurred to me that we'd reached the number five and i wasn't in the group oh wow this not that being my sass moment not to spoil it but that was a little <laughs> no neve that was mine <laughs> no it wasn't <laughs> it was Oh guys, I'm that sorry. moment oh, was guys. so funny. Oh guys, <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, it's good we brought it up now. That was so so funny. It made my skin crawl. I was like, "Oh, okay. you love I, yourself." I am in. Okay, listen. I am in love with him. Yes. So I'm gonna defend him for a second. Go for it. We all do it. Only in the reason that he. Okay, he's his head's a little big in this in this chapter, okay? He's a little bit but he has been like when he got there, like we remember reading <laughs> Can Neve speak coherently today? We remember <laughs> no reading The Lightning Thief. Like people yeah. treated him like he was like the best thing that has ever happened to this camp. And they put all this responsibility 
in his hands the moment he got there. And he is like a child. Like, I am not really surprised that he believes that he needs to be on every quest because he was tasked with this incredibly difficult and, like, re- like I don't want to say irregular because that's not the right word. I can't think of the right word. But, like, historic quest because people had not gone on quests before. He was just, th- like, the moment he got there, they were like, you have to go on the first quest in X amount of years. And, like, when you're a kid and you've been given all of this responsibility from the moment you get to a place, then you might think, I am the person who needs to go on this quest. Do you know what I mean? So that's that's defending Percy. I think that Camp, and no offense, Ava, but Chiron kind of did it to him. Oh, it's true. No, I think if you look at it critically, it's it's a very fair thing to, like, think. Um just based on his experience and like his age and like his various positions in society. Um, but I'm also just kind of like, Oh, Oh wow. Like there it is, you know, like the, the between the lines isn't between the lines anymore. Oh no. Yeah. I think I, I both agree and disagree with you, Neve. Um, because I, I would defend Percy for his actions, but for a different reason. Um, because so if we're thinking about envy, the idea of envy is like wanting what someone else has. And like, obviously he wants to be on this quest and there, he wants to be the person on this quest instead of the people who are on this quest. But his motivation isn't like, I want a quest and they're not giving me a quest or like, I think I could do this quest the best. It's, I want to save Annabeth. Yeah. And it's, yeah. and it's his problem is that he thinks no one else can save Annabeth. No, that's what I was thinking too. Like, not just that, because if he wasn't envious, he would have trusted the other people to save Annabeth. But he said, no, it must be me. Exactly. So it's it's a mix of a lot of things that brings him to this point. And I don't think they're all him thinking he's he's the only one who can do stuff and being a little, little misogynist. But... Yeah. That definitely is part of it. Yeah, I think, like, it's, like, duty and then, like, not being able to fulfill it leading to envy and also just shock because he's always been able to fulfill that duty and destiny until now, kind of. It's interesting to think, like, who... So, if you weren't going on this quest, he would have to switch out for one other person. Like, who is that person he's envious of, you know? Like... Just, like, looking at, at it, like, obviously the hunters and the campers don't get along, so he'd probably rather go with only campers. But also, like, Chiron compares him and Talia, and it's like, you can't both go. Like, he's like, I wouldn't send either of you if I had my my way. So, I don't know, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know if I really said anything there, but... No, it's, it's interesting to think about, like, why, you know, because... Um, I feel like with Grover also he's always seen Grover as kind of like either he does his own thing or like he is my sidekick um so having Grover take like a main position sort of in a situation where like he would like that position like they've never been pitted against one another before and the Grover clearly feels very very bad about it um but Percy's kind of like why does he get to he doesn't occupy that position in my life. 
why is he doing that? You know? Say, I do feel very bad for Grover in these chapters. Because he's like, I just wanna wanna use my nature magic and help the nature and the people who help nature and Artemis help nature. So I wanna help nature. <laughs> um and then he's like, oh no, I hurt my best friend because he wants he want to look like big hero. Um, but he can do it. And then they're like, no. And then they're like, you're not really a boy, which we'll talk about. I don't... It was weird to me. That, that, that thing, that quote bothers me. Um, it reminds me of when, like, girls are like to gay men. It's like, oh, it's fine because you're not like a real guy or like you're not a real... Like th- that way of invalidating gender and experience in that way, it's just like, and it also invalidates the p- male privilege at the same time. It's like, oh, just because because you're gay, like you don't have male privilege, which I think gay men can use to their advantage, like in a s- gross way that they're like, it's fine because I'm gay, um, mm. but also like is invalidating. We're like, oh, you're you're not you're not a boy, like you're different like oh like and you like like but not you you know yeah Yeah. that just reminded me a lot of that I also just on a far more surface level I think it's odd that like they wouldn't want a satyr who satyrs are known for like chasing nymphs like through the forest and like going after the hunters even though they're they've sworn off men so, like, why wouldn't they see satyrs as, like, I mean, if they're gonna stereotype, why would they not jump on that logic and twist it around? Like, it, it feels like something that they would do. I don't condone it. It just feels like it would be a behavioral pattern for them. So I just don't know why they're like, oh, no, the satyrs are fine. And like, but yeah. they... They sexualize you guys. <laughs> Why? It does feel very out of character for the hunters to not be prejudiced. <laughs> right? Like, I love their philosophy, but, like, especially in these couple chapters, they really be so close-minded. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think you can be close-minded on any end of a political spectrum. Yeah. And I would say that the hunters are pretty liberal i think or extremely conservative i can't really tell they confuse me <laughs> what is the political alignment <laughs> of the hunters of artemis <laughs> i truly don't I'm know i'm gonna go <laughs> <laughs> that is really hard because right? on the one hand, they're like women empowerment, but they're also like, you're a slut. Anyway, like, it's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's, it's hmm. reminds me of a very specific brand of feminism. Yeah. No, they're white feminists. Oh my God. God. <laughs> they they are, no, are. do you know who they are? The hunters of Artemis are kind of turfy, like super turfy. Maybe, maybe. I they feel they feel they feel the exact brand. It's a heavy accusation compared to white yeah. feminists. I they they feel well, they give Bianca. me major J.K. Rowling brand of feminism vibes. Mm, I don't think they're that evil. That that is a huge accusation. I feel like like if you I don't 
obviously I don't think the hunters all have the same political views but like as a collective I feel like it evens out to about a JK Rowling level where like not a Trump like they're not conservative they would consider themselves liberal but and it's the very white feminist thing I I they they've done nothing to present a turf I uh, I, I raise I see that but I will also raise like they wouldn't be turfs and they wouldn't necessarily be white feminists I just think that like there might be this like pervasive insecurity about like like a fear of any of them going after men or like falling to that like quote-unquote wayside you know which is like when I said white feminists I was more in the era like I if I were to relate it to a person I think that they have similar energy to Taylor Swift they're trying but they're fucking up a little bit sometimes and they don't have the greatest past. Um, and I, I literally can't say anything to judge that considering better than revenge was number nine on my Apple music replay. Um, that song goes so hard, but I have to turn off my feminism for like three minutes and 30 seconds. But you know, I would say the hunt. Okay. Their official political affiliation is Taylor Swift level feminism. They're trying, but they fuck up sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) And I think, they're not I can't say that's a, can we can we present an era of Taylor Swift because I think they uh, have an, I think they I would <laughs> say some stuff in their past that isn't great but like okay she's yeah, now. because I think she she's like I would I would say before the release of Lover at the release of You Need to Calm Down like at that <gasps> that exact yeah. moment before like, anyone but before anyone watched the video but when it was out that moment yeah like has had some slip-ups in the past and hasn't been very nice to some people but is trying to make better on their ways okay yeah the only reason i brought up jk rowling as a comparison was because the feminism that is presented a lot in the harry potter books is very anti-femme um and that's what the hunters remind me of and i think I commend Rick's uh, presentation of the hunters as not being like, they are the, like, this is what feminism is. Like, yeah. I think I I re- have re- respected the discourse between Selena and Zoe in like the last chapters. And I respect yeah. it again here. Um, I, I enjoy that. Well, and then Selena is evil later, but I still love her. I was so mad about that choice. I love her. But, I mean, she gets a little bit of a redemption. I like her character. I love Selena Beauregard. I love I her. I will die on that hill. Um, it's complicated. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I also do think, though, that there's, like, there is just this significant insecurity that they're, like, group or, like, this cause that a lot of them genuinely believe in will, like, lose people to like the quote-unquote natural order of things and I feel like that turns them into like fear-based prejudiced sort of types um so I feel like that might be where it comes from you know yeah Mm. which in a way I feel like is a little has the potential to like 
be related to like how like sort of the mm, I don't know how to say it I just, like, because what you're exactly saying is goes back to the JK Rowling thing again where the whole like of. well the whole idea of like validating trans identities invalidates feminism that argument oh. that she makes and that that just sound like I don't I'm not calling the hunters of Artemis transphobic but the way they they act is very similar in that way where they're scared of people invalidating their the things that they've done um and they're not as open to other brands of feminism because uh they're they they've been invalidated for their brand so much that they're like we have to double down on this um yeah the only allegory i can think of that like does the job for me i think like this is going to be really kind of risky to say but like bi people have a lot there's a lot of biphobia in like the lgbt community and i feel like the the people who perpetuate that the most who are who are also a part of the community are the people who are like oh well if you have a preference for men like it's not real like you're not real like if you still like men you're not a part of the whatever so i feel like it's it's kind of that like quote unquote fear like as a bi person this makes my blood boil like when when people are kind of like like this quote unquote fear that like they'll step out of the community or suddenly like like the community will lose or like that lgbt part of them will quote unquote lose the battle if they decide to to like be with a man or something so i feel like the only like sort of for some reason they feel related to me in a sense of like if these people who maybe were a little bit unsure about joining the cause suddenly decide to leave like, I feel like that's what the super committed members are scared of. And that's why. The, whoa, okay. And that's, why, <laughs> and that's why they can be so prejudiced and so insecure. Um, but also, like, that's a very specific reading, you know. But it's just, like, the vibes it gave to me. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because it's hard like I I exactly see what you're saying and then it's also hard to compare because the hunters are like an all-in or all-out kind of thing or I guess it makes it exactly the same like that their view is like or their what is it what's the institution is like you are either a hunter and you obey the hunters rules completely or you're not one of us at all um, and you yeah. can't, and you can't hold any of like the same views as a like kind of that kind yeah. of thing. They like view. Ex, not, I'm not gonna say all the hunters. Zoe is very apt to view all people who are not hunters as her enemy. Yeah, which has to do with a lot of her trauma. She has a lot of trauma. Yeah, and like insecurity. Like we talk about, like Nico. We watch Nico's trauma build, and we watch her trauma release. And yeah. I think that's an, an interesting uh, dynamic <laughs> in this I agree. book. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because 
I don't know, I feel like the Hunters, it's kind of like, there are definitely people, like members, that are very, very committed um, and are like, this is for sure what I want and I don't want this community to be lost. Um, and then there are other people who are like, okay, like, I, I think, you know, like, I think I can, you know, do it. But then I think to the super committed people like Zoe, I feel like she would kind of have the idea or like the fear that other people would bow out when they realize that it's not particularly for them or they just want to go a different way. Um, I hope none of this in any way is like offensive considering the allegory I made. Um, but it's just what popped into my head. I don't know. Just like that, that, that fear yeah. is definitely a thing. At least for her, I think. Yeah. It has nothing to do with envy. But I feel like it does, doesn't it? I have nothing oh. else to say with that. But I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like Just throwing I, it out there. I mean, envy, like, is the the fear of of or not the fear of. It's wanting to have something that someone else has, and kind of, I guess, where you can draw envy back in is you. I don't know. I was trying really hard. Um, I mean, I guess, like, people could be envious of, like, being want, you want to be one of the hunters, but are afraid to be committed in that kind of way. Um, and I think that is definitely something that Annabeth probably is dealing with, where she's like, I like the philosophy of the hunters, but I don't know if I could obey, like, every aspect of them. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank goodness she didn't. <laughs> Thank goodness she didn't, right? Thank goodness. These books would have been very short. Percy would have died so fast if Annabeth <laughs> went off. True. The only reason he survives this book is because Talia is there. If both of them join the hunters. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> do we have anything more to do with envy? Um, I'm good. I'm good. Not really having to do with envy, but just wanted to point it out. Actually, it kind of has to. But Chiron's like, I would have gone, but because that line of the prophecy. Chiron, you're really okay with sending these middle schoolers out to die, but you're afraid of dying yourself? Yeah. This is this is where the line must be drawn. True. Myself. This is it. I... I my respect for him every chapter goes down and down, goes down and down, goes down and down. <laughs> Say it one oh. more time, Burden. <laughs> goes down and down. All right. <laughs> oh my God. Down, take it down, take it down, take it down. Okay. Do, you, do we have any mm-hmm. alternate sass moments that weren't the. I math? do. I have a decent amount of them, actually. Oh, do you? Does yeah, she? I just like took little pictures of um my book pages. Um, let me find them. They're not exactly. I don't know. I have a lot. So if you guys have any, you can go. I mean, you stole ours, so yeah. um. Okay. I I had another one. Let's see if I can find it. Okay. Damn, I did not come with backups. I just like took pictures of the funny ones that I saw. Bing, 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 bing. 
I found mine. Do you want me to say mine? Yeah. I'll say mine. <laughs> mine is uh, at the end of chapter seven. Blackjack, I said, you're supposed to stay in the stables. Meth, the stables? You see Chiron staying in the stables? Well, no. <laughs> I just think that's very funny to picture Chiron just like sleeping with the Pegasus in the stables. Yeah. That just oh must be really uncomfortable. I don't enjoy that. This this might open up a, a weird conversation, but how does Chiron sleep? I assume standing up. Horses don't sleep standing up. Yes, they do. They do. They do. Sometimes. Don't they? Don't they like? Don't they like kind of kneel? No. I feel like they do. They don't. But like, does his it's like a big thing? If a horse ever is like lying, to, like. If a horse's legs don't work, then it, it don't. Yeah. Like horses never lie down, probably until they're dead. Like it then it goes happen. to the glue factory. No, cease. It's time to cut that line out. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they don't. They sleep standing up. So I assume that Chiron does as well. But then I it's like he has a pillow on the wall or something. Right. Okay, that actually does make sense because there's like his whole other part <laughs> I was of his say, body. Maybe. Because if he, yeah, if he's stood up, then how, how does the torso? <laughs> I like the idea he has a pillow on his wall. <laughs> like, horse half up, Just human like... half sideways. That's funny. I do have other moments, unless you're looking up how horses sleep. <laughs> I was, but you can continue. All right. Um, Zoe started the meeting off on a positive note. This is pointless. <laughs> <laughs> I, amazing classic love it and then a couple pages later um are you suggesting that the gods have trouble acting together young lady Dionysus asked yes lord Dionysus Mr. D nodded just checking you're right of course carry on <laughs> I was like oh he's about to demolish her and then I turned the page and I was like oh okay <laughs> um oh oh my god wait this is like Exactly what we're talking about. Um, on page 101, Chiron sighed and knelt on his horse legs. <laughs> <laughs> Does he, I like that that keeps you. It's just, a, just like a funny like phrase, way to phrase it. Okay. Horse so, horses start sleeping, standing up. So, they sleep in two ways. In slow wave sleep or in REM sleep. Um, and they only sleep in REM sleep for about half an hour in any 24-hour period. And so when they enter REM sleep, they lay down. But 85% of their sleep is is slow-wave sleep, which is standing up. Interesting. So yes to both. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Glad we have that settled. But Chiron has human brain, so, so who knows? Who knows how that man be sleeping? Might just sleep in his wheelchair. That would probably be more convenient. Yeah. Maybe he has a bed that's like similar to the wheelchair. <gasps> oh. Like where his he hides the horse half and then he he's sleeping on bed. <laughs> Maybe. 
if you have any theories, if anyone listening has any theories about how Chiron sleeps or if we missed anything in the books, please let us know. Yes, please let us know. I really, I need the answers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. It feels weirdly, like, invasive. Like, I feel like it's not my business. <laughs> <laughs> Do not disturb him while he's asleep. <laughs> All right. Offerings time? Sure. <gasps> <laughs> Go ahead, Ava. Blackjack. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's it. I just love him. That doesn't need explanation. It makes complete sense. <laughs> I give mine to Nico. Cause all. Yeah, cause all. Um, I. I wanted to give mine to Sally at first, but she kind of just gaslights Percy into doing something stupid. So, um. Actually, I'm still gonna give it for Sally for um. Taking time to think about her own happiness. Wait, I forget what she says again. It's like gaslighting. She says, you, you middle school, eighth grade boy, you're right. <laughs> and that's gaslighting enough for me. Really? I don't know. No, I, I mean, she like is like, if you think it's what's best, you should do it. And I think he I needs... I think she means it. I... I think she means it, but I think she'd still be gaslighting him. I think she can both mean it. And, you know. But I'm still going to give her an offering for thinking about her own happiness. Um, and I think that's great. Uh, she's very protective of Percy and does a lot for Percy. And she's doing this for herself. She met a man who has a name that's similar to a fish. So clearly she has a thing for the ocean ocean life um wow what a pattern there um anyways <laughs> who are we voting off the island you it's you can vote off me if you if you feel like you must because i do acknowledge how obnoxious i've been today no i have two though no that's no i don't know no one did, like, awful. I guess I'll go with... I guess I'll go with Chiron. It's legit. It's legit. Yeah. I don't know. He was weird, this chapter. Also, why... If you picked a girl to go on a quest, even though she's not your camper, why couldn't you control two of your campers from sabotaging this girl going on this very important quest? true yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna hop in with that one i think chiron does bad on many levels uh for everything neve said and i would throw in the whole uh i'm like he was like i'm i might die if i go on this quest two other people gonna die but like that's fine (laughs) yeah i'm really debating um I have a couple options. No, I have, I have a few options. My Ooh. options are Luke. Actually, no. He say, he made sure Annabeth like, didn't die, so it was okay. I was going to say, this is like one of the few chapters where Luke kind of neutralized himself, yeah, you know? Okay. Yeah, he's not doing great, but like, he's not, ca- there's no cause to hate. 
Yeah, I feel like um, Atlas is just boring. I feel I like agree. It, yeah, you know, okay. yeah. Um, so my options are the Stool Brothers and Zoe. Ooh, that would be yeah. radical! Please do Zoe. Please. I don't. I don't know. I don't know because here's my argument: is um, we always gotta criticize our faves, correct? Or else mm-hmm. we we can't blindly stand. Um, and she really did say like, "No men, and you're not a real man," and that's a little fucked. <laughs> um. But she also was just very desperate to, like, strategize and keep as many people safe as she could. And, like, she's so committed to her cause. Um, But then the Stoll brothers... (sighs) Like, I'm also on the side of, like, wanting more mortals on the quest. Um, That's not why the Stoll brothers did it, though. Like, it had nothing to do with that. The Stoll brothers... This was purely personal. Yeah. Like, she, she beat them up. And they got back at them. So it's not about the quest. Let's not give them more credit than they're, they're due. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. that's fair. For real. Um, can I do half and half? Ava's always trying to do half and half. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> but yes, you can. Yeah. I have to do it. I have to acknowledge when, when my fave is not doing a good job. I really, I really appreciate that out of you. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> all right, folks. That's all of the seltzer we have for you this week. Join oh us next. Hey, I had to fit it in one more time. Who says? Continue. Who says you're not perfect? <laughs> uh, that's all we have for this. You, well, you guys messed me up. Now I got, I got flustered. Um, <laughs> Anyways, join us next week. Um, okay, so we'll be talking about the chapters 9 and 10. I learn how to grow zombies and I break a few rocket ships through the theme of a hero complex. Ooh. I'm really <laughs> doing great. Make sure to follow us on social media. We're at Return to Camp on every platform that matters. Also, we have a Redbubble store, a Patreon, camp.com. Woo! See you next week. Bye. See you next week. Seltzer. No.